we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. The I Like a Spooky Horror Podcast presents Pure Macabre's Mishmash with your host, Leah Stalker. I'm so glad that you're here. I like it spooky. Welcome to Pure Macabre's Mishmash, presented by the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast. I'm your hostess, Leah Stalker, here to shine a light on the haunted happenings of Michigan. It's Saturday, January 13th, and this is the first episode of Mishmash for 2024 after our holiday hiatus. We hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday season, no matter how you might celebrate. And to those who simply survived the holiday season, we're glad you made it and we're happy you're here. In this week's episode, I I want to take the time to focus entirely on one Michigan landmark in particular. This is a place near and dear to my heart, a place where my mom took my sister and I when we were kids, and there's a looming cloud threatening to tear down this historical site. I'm talking about Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Whether you've been a lifelong fan like me, or this is your first time hearing about them, without delay, let's get into it. Marvin Yagoda once said, wouldn't the world be better off if we took nonsense more seriously? He lived his life by this philosophy, and from that idea came Michigan's monument to nonsense, known as Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum in Farmington Hills, Michigan. In the simplest of terms, Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum is an arcade. But I'm telling you right now, that doesn't even begin to cover it. Marvin's is over 40 years old, with 5,000 square feet devoted to a large collection of coin-operated animatronic dummies, oddities, unusual nostalgia, mechanical games, and other curiosities. Movie posters, collector's items, and neon signs along with other amazing antique memorabilia also cover the entirety of the tall walls and ceilings. Marvin was a real stickler about not leaving any space uncovered. You can also play some newer arcade games for tickets and turn them in for prizes or have your picture taken in a variety of photo booths. While Marvin's is a location that has to be witnessed to really enjoy the sensory overload that it offers, I would love to point out a couple of my favorite attractions you can find there. Something very notable when you walk in is that there is a laundromat conveyor overhead with large RC planes attached to it. You drop a quarter into a nearby machine and you can watch them slowly run the circuit around the entirety of the arcade. They have a classic Romani fortune teller machine that used to grace many carnival sideshows that are still alive and well, waiting to give you a classic fortune. Notably, the oldest piece of equipment at Marvin's is a mutoscope from the early 1900s that is still operational. That's where you lean in and look through the lens and rotate the handle to watch a little movie play out. There's a wall of pinball machines, vintage animatronics from the Chuck E. Cheeses of yesteryear, lots of silly little vignettes or some on the more macabre side. Most items are also labeled with fun facts about when they were created or how they were acquired. Most impressive is that most of the machines are still functional and visitors are encouraged to use them all. Marvin's has had such a large impact outside of Michigan that in 2005, the band Tally Hall even went so far as to name their album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum using the actual sign of the legendary arcade on the cover of the album. Additionally, if you scan the black and white artwork on the album behind the band, you can even find familiar pieces from Marvin's, like the Mad Professor, the Siamese Twins, Humpty Dumpty, the Love Test, 
Lancaster and Marvin himself flying overhead. It's a beautiful tribute to Marvin's that you might not fully appreciate unless you know about the place itself. You might be asking yourself, why is this arcade so important to people? It sounds cool, but what's the big deal? Honestly, the thing that set Marvin's apart from so many other places was Marvin himself. While he went to school to be a pharmacist and even took over his father's store, Sam's Drugs, in Detroit, Marvin was destined for greater things. He was a collector for 60 years, recognized as an expert in the field of mechanical and electrical game apparatus. He had even been involved in appraisal of such items for the television series American Pickers. Anyone who was fortunate enough to meet Marvin had a kind word to say about him. On January 8th in 2017, Marvin Yagoda passed away at the age of 78. Marvin's is now ran by his son and in remembrance of his father's passing a couple days ago, the official Facebook page of Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum put out the call for people to share their favorite stories of Marvin. A lot of people replied with nothing but the best. Someone shared a memory of Marvin walking around the arcade like he was a celebrity, giving quarters out to children from a dispenser he wore on his belt. Actually, there were a lot of stories like that, of Marvin giving out handfuls of quarters to kids just so that they could stay and play. Another person said that when he was a child, Marvin grabbed a whole bucket of quarters and said to follow him. Then Marvin moved around the entire arcade, playing his favorite games for everyone to see. Or the person whose kids were redeeming their tickets with Marvin, and he said, close enough offering them a much bigger prize than what they had to trade for. There are also so many people who talked about Marvin working hard, tirelessly servicing machines and repairing any in need. I even have my own personal Marvin stories from when I was a kid. I didn't even realize it was him, honestly. He just seemed like a nice older guy commenting on the nearby attractions to me. Then he showed me a large panoramic picture, one from the olden days when the picture was taken so slowly left to right that you had to stand very still. Marvin pointed out himself on one end of the picture in a big crowd. Then he moved to the other side and pointed out himself again. It might not sound that impressive with Photoshop these days, but he told me that he had to wait for his picture to be taken on one side. Then he had to run quickly as could be so he could reach the other side so his likeness could be captured twice. I remember just how proud he was about it and how happy it made him to share the story and that knowledge with me. Another time, there was a tin on the wall of a Batman comic book cover. I was completely obsessed with Batman as a kid and I somehow got up the nerve to ask Marvin if he would sell it to me. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Okay, but I did it. I also realize now how much Marvin disliked having a blank space on his walls and how I was absolutely asking him to take something off the wall to leave a blank space. But Marvin sat there wheeling and dealing with me, letting me haggle with him back and forth and allowed me to buy my first little antique item. I'd like to think that it resonated with him and maybe I reminded him of himself a little bit that day. I hope I've managed to convey even just a fraction of the magic that can be found at Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. But at the top of this episode, I mentioned that there is some impending doom looming over Marvin's and I want to dig into that. So what's happening is that the city of Farmington Hills wants to demo the strip mall containing Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum to build a mire. That's right. I'm a Michigan girly to the core and always love being the most goth girl at a mire shopping center for no reason. But they're trying to tear down a historical site that means a lot to so many people. Not just in Michigan, but across the country to replace it with a grocery store. There have been quite a few meetings 
is popping up about this, and the future of Marvin's really is up in the air at this point. Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum is a part of Michigan history. Marvin himself put that building together with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I'm sure. He was in there every day taking care of those machines, talking to all of us, giving us quarters, making sure that we experienced the magic of the world the same way that he did. If this original location were to be torn down and Marvin's had to move, sure, you could put it all in a U-Haul and take it somewhere else. But would it be the same as the Marvin's that we grew up loving? I'm really not sure. It feels like something would be lost that we could never get back. If you've gone to Marvin's before or if you've never been, I implore you to go visit now. Don't put it off. Go check it out. Show your support. Let them know that they're an important part of our community as well as a part of rich Michigan history. I also want you to go to facebook.com slash Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. They've been posting meeting times happening in the city of Farmington Hills that people can intend to express their concern over losing Marvin's. There's also a change.org petition that has been posted that needs more signatures. Marvin did so much for us all throughout his life. He did so much to give us magic and nonsense, and he did it with everything that he had. We owe it to Marvin to do what we can to support his legacy. You can find more information on their site, marvin3m.com, or follow them on Facebook. All right, darlings, let's have a moment for a little station identification and hear from our podcast network, the PFPN. listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. While my time is coming to a close, have no fear. We've got plenty more blood-curdling content for you to get your ears on. The I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast main feature episodes with Clint and Brian will always be coming at you bi-weekly on Sundays. You can tune in three times a week for Spill the Guts episodes with Clint, bite-sized episodes containing the latest in horror news. Additionally, on the first Tuesday and Thursday of each month, Brian hosts Appendages, episodes to highlight horror on the free streaming services Crackle and Redbox. As if that wasn't enough, on the third Tuesday of each month, you can tune in to Indie Spotlight, where Clint, Brian, and myself will be bringing you our takes on indie movies, comics, authors, music, and much more. If you're looking for more Mishmash and me, I'll be back bi-weekly on Saturdays to let you know what's up and everything going down here in Michigan. You can also find Pure Macabre on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, where I post about upcoming events, local haunts, and more happening in Michigan. Pure Macabre's been away on a little bit of a holiday hiatus as well, but we're going to be coming back stronger than ever in 2024. Until next time, keep exploring, my fellow Minton Monsters. (laughs) 